0: good afternoon everybody this is huge pop wrestling podcast on a huge pop sports talk friday again we have my brother the host of the mostest ma t and then with us we have a special person as you can see he's wearing the texas rangers uh hoodie he is part of the texas rangers minor league baseball hoping someday to get to the big leagues it is grant wolfram from holland michigan Davenport, Michigan. All over the state of Michigan, he pitched in college and high school. So, welcome to the show, my friend.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, absolutely it would be it's an honor to have you on the show. Um, like I said, it was it's surreal that we get to talk to somebody that um, is a son of a kid, a person that we hung out with as a kid. So it's been pretty cool.
2: No, no. Hey, don't let me don't lump me in there. I'm not as old as you.
0: Well, <laughs> Yeah, you're probably as old as Grant, right? (laughs) No,
2: I mean I Um, I don't put him in that category either. I'm I'll be 42 and I just turned 42. He's a lot younger than I am.
0: (laughs) So Matt, you have any questions to start it off?
2: Um so what it's a basic question. I'm sure you've gotten it a lot before. What got you absolutely dialed in? Be like, I want to be a professional baseball player. Like what age, like
1: I don't know. Really. I think it was just started out pretty young. I I was always just interested in, in every sport, any sport really, that I could get my hands on a ball, you know, really just, I'd always play football in the living room. Like whether my dad was at home, I'd tell him to throw me the ball and I'd like make diving plays, you know, doing that. I would always like draw like a, you know, a three point line, free throw line out in our driveway and be playing basketball and, (laughs) uh baseball I'd always have a wiffle ball field you know with and I'd have to I would like put in like stakes in the ground and make a fence so it looked looked legit and looked right um so I think you know just everything just growing up I always was just interested in in a sport and uh you know baseball just kind of came natural then as I got older that was kind of what took priority and I felt like I had the you know more projectability in that sport than others and um yeah, I think that just kind of took over and then, you know, got a, got a pitching coach and um, since I was in like fourth grade and he worked with me all the way until I was 18, you know, and we still talk and, and everything. So yeah, it just kind of just, you know, just gradually everything kind of went towards baseball, even though I played three sports throughout my high school career. So um, yeah. And it was just like the opportunity at the next level, presented itself just with college coaches and scouts through baseball, you know. Like I had some interest uh through basketball and stuff, but it was smaller schools and then um tennis too, it was all smaller schools. So um and I only did like extra stuff as far as like travel ball only with baseball things. So I never you know I, I did extra camps for basketball, but I never played like a bunch of A Y B T or travel basketball, stuff like that. So yeah.
0: So would you say it's important that um, it sounds like you did put put in the work, as you the phrase would say, mm-hmm. as, as even as a kid, how important is that concept to stick to um, putting in the work?
1: Yeah, I just think you know, just builds your confidence. You know, the the more practice and re- repetitions that you get, right? Like that's the time to work on things, and and you know, you can get frustrated and. You know, because you're not, you're trying, you're trying to work on something in practice, or you're trying to fix something that you see in game, right? With either mechanics or or whatever, and that's the that's the good time to continue to put reps in, and then at the when it's game time, you just go out and have fun. You know, you don't think about that stuff. You just go out and play and compete. Um, but I just think, you know, just through, it's just you just got to be consistent. You got to have a plan, know what works for you, and stick to that plan, and good things happen. So. Okay. So, uh, you
2: started off your collegiate career at CMU, correct?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah.
2: Um, what was the recruiting process like? Like, who? Like, how did that? how How did the summer or the season before you committing to CMU? How was that? That whole thing.
1: Yeah. Um. So I was. I started. So the the whole baseball recruiting started. I remember my catcher in high school, his name was Hayden Smith. Uh, uh, he was great, great friend of mine and good catcher. Um, he was the one that mentioned to me, you know, like, hey, they have these like showcase things that you can go to at colleges and the coaches watch you and that you get a report. And, you know, if you do well, sometimes they contact you back and, you know, no, no one, like no one in my family or anyone that was like the first time we ever heard of it. So we're like, Oh, sure. We'll go with you. And then me and Hayden went and it was actually at Michigan state. And I, I think I was either a freshman. I think I was a freshman in high school or going into my freshman year is when I went to that. Um, and I threw, you know, and got my report or whatever. And then, um, like I, I heard, I actually heard back from him. So, I had some interest, and they wanted me to throw a bullpen, and that's kind of where it started. So I had them, and then um, I remember my sophomore year of high school, Western Michigan, came, came to watch a game. And they were, like, the first school that was, like, at, at one of my high school games. And then, um, you know, my sophomore year, I got invited to a big showcase camp, and then they said, you know, if you play well, then you can make the Team Michigan team. Um, and then I did that. So I only went to like three, you know, three to four showcases and it was all like invitation only invite ones. Um, and I did well, well enough at the showcases, someone saw something in me and they put me on, you know, I like, in a sense got promoted to the team Michigan team. And then when I went to that, that was like nationally, a ton of colleges were there. There was over 200 some colleges at this thing. It was at the university of, of Indiana. And, um, yeah, I I was hitting in the cage. I remember, um, Vanderbilt was there, like Louis, like they were all sitting there watching me hit, you know, and I was a pitcher and stuff. So that was, that was really, really crazy. Um, but yeah, after that, um, after that day, when I threw there, it kind of just blew up from that point on. Um, like, to, I remember, I'll never forget this, like, 10 minutes after we were leaving that that we were there for the whole day, you know, because you go through all these different workouts and then you play, like, a couple games against different te- different states or whatever. Um, but, like, 10 minutes after we were done, I remember the University of Missouri's head coach called me and was like, hey, we want to have you on a visit, you know, we're really interested. And it was just crazy. I was like, wow, you know, and then it was, like, emails, phone calls from from a bunch of different schools. Um, but central Michigan, you know, they, they just kinda, they were there and, you know, I really felt like that was going to be a good fit, you know, and the coaches were constantly talking to me like they were on me the most by far, as far as like how much effort and time they, they were putting in and, and, you know, the things they were saying to me and, um, you know, they really believed in me. So, uh, it was, it was really hard not to, hard not to 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 go to cmu you know and then and then they they gave me a, a scholarship that was really hard to 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 not take at the time so but
0: yeah so in high school you got drafted if i read right by the detroit tigers
1: yep i did and
0: you yes. chose not to go with the detroit tigers instead yep. of pursuing your college to pursue college
1: to yes
0: possibly yep. go somewhere different was there what was that thought process was there I mean, obviously, family must have been involved in that decision. And yeah. And why did you come up with that, the decision not to go with the Detroit Tigers?
1: Yeah, I just thought, you know, um, at the time, it was kind of like something, you know, from a financial standpoint, too. You know, um, I kind of wanted some money where it was like, okay, that that that'll be like a good base <laughs> to start out my life with, you know, because they'll still pay for school. But I also wanted to have my degree. So, and I knew going into CMU that they were going to give me an opportunity to pitch early. So it wasn't really like that hard of hard of a decision to to skip it. Like it had to be enough money to a point where it was like, okay, this this makes sense to to go the professional route right now, you know. Like, but I, I, at the time too, like to be honest, in my gut, I don't know if I was completely ready, like physically mature, um, yeah. and you know. I think going through the college experience and learning and, and meeting friends and um, lifelong friends, you know, and, and stuff like that, that you can't replace that, those experiences, you know, and, um, that, and I, I'm just, and, and now where I'm at now having my degree and um, still being able to play professional baseball is super reassuring because if, you know, you know, if I ever got hurt or whatever, then at least I have my degree, you know, to, to, to fall back on and, and, and go, you know, start my career that way too. So I think, uh, going the college route and all those experiences and everything that come along with that is what it was the pretty easy decision for me at that point. So,
2: so throughout your minor league career thus far, um, who's the, I guess the, the, the toughest guy that's ever, uh, Stood inside that batter's box against you, and who's the biggest name you've ever had to pitch against?
1: Um, the biggest name I faced, Corbin Carroll. Um, you know that I think he yeah. just won AL Rookie of the Year, right? Or yeah. NL, NL, yeah, yeah, NL. Um, I faced him. I faced you know Jordan Walker for the Cardinals, yeah. big prospect. I faced him. Uh, Tyler O'Neill, outfielder for the Cardinals. I struck him out. <laughs> um, who else? I'm trying to think of some other big names that I faced. Um, for the most part, there's a. I think his last name's Jet Jack, or Jackson Merrill. He's a shortstop in the Padres organization, pretty high prospect. Um, and then the shortstop in the Cardinals organization too. He's a uh, he's a guy that throws like 102 from shortstop to first base. But oh. I I faced him too. So yeah, he's. There's some I've I've faced some some pretty good players. I'm sure there's some more that I'm forgetting about. Oh, I faced Adley Rushman. Yeah, I, I faced him. Ooh. yeah, I faced him. That uh, that kid's a stud. <laughs> I caught him at the right I caught him at the right time. That was in low A when he first got drafted. So caught him at the right time.
0: <laughs> so I'm just after you said all those names that you, you struck off that one guy, etc. You're watching the the baseball movies that
1: these batters talk shit to the pitchers.
0: Does that happen in the big leagues?
1: Um, Well, yeah, in the big leagues, I'm sure it does. Um, In the minor leagues, sometimes, yeah. I think it just depends. You know, sometimes guys, for whatever reason, you know, you throw in or whatever you miss and guys get a little heated and then, you know, they, they say something to you or they point, you know, or, or stare at you and it's like whatever i don't know i don't that doesn't really bother me too <laughs> okay. much i'm just like whatever dude you know like here it comes i'm gonna throw it there again so either you don't like it or you know you're gonna make an adjustment to it you know so i'm if you if, if you react in a way where you know i'm throwing in and you don't like it i'm i'm just gonna go back in there you know or I, i'm i'm perfectly comfortable going in there it doesn't it doesn't bother me if someone's like you know, pretty animated after a pitch because it's just like, you know, what I'm in control. I'm on the mound. I have the ball, so you're in the box. You have to react to me, right? So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> true facts. Yeah. I mean Not, not wrong. Um, <laughs> so I, I mean, big difference for like between what what you what you uh, do and um a little league kid. I coach uh, my son's uh, little league baseball team. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give not not only the players? He's going to be twelve U this year. Uh, what advice would you give a twelve year old twelve U player and a twelve U coach as far as like just in general practice?
1: Yeah, in general practice, I just think you know, really like nailing down the the basics and moving the. Moving the correct way, trying to create good habits, you know, Um, you know, and I think just being able to, you know, watch good baseball and be around good baseball and always, you know, try to compete. I think, uh, you know, that brings the best out of people, you know, when, when you're, when you're getting pushed by someone, you know, that could be better than you or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like if there's people that are a little bit better than you and then you're surrounded by that, it's only going to make you better, you know, Um, and I just think, um, really pushing, um, really pushing yourselves and competing with one another is, is, uh, something that I think is is super healthy, especially at that age, because that kind of gets those competitive juices flowing, you know? And, uh, yeah, I, I just think that that's just something, something that's, that would be really helpful. So.
0: Okay. So now the season just ended for you guys, and so it's going to start right back up, uh, probably February, obviously, so you guys don't have any really much downtime, but on your off-season, is there a routine that you have? How do you spend the off-season, and do you have any specific hobbies or activities that you enjoy during?
1: Yeah, so um, me and my wife, we actually are living in Frisco, Texas this off-season, so um, we just – after the last two years of playing here we just kind of fell in love with this area and really enjoyed it so we decided to stay here um um so yeah pretty much i have a workout routine and um everything that the rangers send me so i've been just following that on a weekly basis just getting up in the morning going to the gym working out um getting my arm and shoulder right getting it strong um and yeah, you know, you just kind of follow that stuff. And then throwing, we have a our, your own separate throwing program um, that builds up all the way to the end of spring training. So you, you already know ahead of time, like, when your days are that you're going to throw, unless you have to, like, change it for whatever reason. So you have some soreness and they got to push it back. But, like, I can see, you know... From my first bullpen to, you know, the last time I'm going to pitch in a game during spring training right now. So they already sent that out, which which is nice, you know, because then you can look ahead and you can prepare. And, um, you know, if you got a big day of throwing coming up, then maybe, you know, and your, your body's a little sore, you take it a little easier in the gym or, or whatever it may be, you know. So but yeah, some hobbies. Uh, I just I love watching football. Um, so I've been, been doing that and then fantasy football, um, because I'm in a couple dynasty leagues with some guys, uh, in their organization. So we're doing that stuff. Um, I play golf a lot. Um, and then I'm given some, uh, pitching lessons and hitting lessons down here too, as well. So, yeah.
0: Nice. So you're a
1: Michigan I'm fan, still- right? No, I'm not. I'm oh, not. I grew right. up, I grew up a Michigan state fan. Oh know? boy. Uh, well, I was, honestly, it, to be honest though, if I if I had to say during the recruiting process, I think Michigan was probably second or third on my list. I almost committed there, so. But yeah. Huh,
2: man. <laughs> so uh, you talk about your you uh, get your hitting and pitching lessons, and uh, yep. So. Uh, there's obviously a major difference between co- collegiate uh, hitting and when you get to even the minor leagues with the wood mm-hmm. bat trans- transferred. What, sure. w- what was the biggest uh, difference or the biggest struggle you faced switching over from the aluminum or the what, the what that style bat to the wood bat?
1: Oh, well, I don't hit, but... Um... As far as like facing it, you're saying it's like yeah, you have a pitcher facing it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd like it a lot better because like <laughs> aluminum bats, you get a lot of crazy like flare hits that, you know, like a wood bat would probably break or or something. You know, um, so guys just gotta you know they hitters gotta learn. It's a little it's a little different feel. I would say you know you gotta really find your spot with the bat and the weight of a bat is a little different. I I think the sweet spot and everything with a wood bat versus a a metal bat. Um, but I mean, yeah, the guys I'm facing are really good hitters. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're good. They don't miss, you know, if, if you, if you're, if you miss a spot down the middle, they're going to, they're going to crush it, especially the really good ones. So, um, yeah, but that's fun. That's what makes it fun facing really good, good talent. So.
0: Who were your baseball idols growing up and have you had any chance to meet any of those guys or play against any of those guys?
1: Yeah, I think uh, Justin Verlander was the one for me growing up that I always wanted to watch, especially if he was, you know, when he was on the Tigers, I'd always call my grandpa and be like, hey, Verlander's on the mound, you know, and um, I'd always watch him. And then I actually met him um, when I was the day before, or it was like a week before the draft. I had a pre-draft draft. Uh, like bullpen at Comerica park at the tigers. And then he was there rehabbing at the time and everyone was like, Oh, don't talk to him. He's working, you know, no, he doesn't want to be talked to. Then I remember I was sitting there waiting to go, or I was done and I was just waiting for everyone to finish up. And uh he got done throwing and I was like, Hey, Mr. Verlander, you mind taking a picture with me? And then he was like, yeah, sure thing, man. And then uh, he took a picture and, you know, just told me good luck. And, and stuff like that, so, but, yeah, so, I'd I'd say Verlander was definitely the guy that I idolized growing up, I was definitely a big fan of him, Um, so, yeah, and him, and, uh, I would say, when David Price, too, David Price was someone that I followed quite a bit, also, so, so,
2: just, uh, just another random question, what is your absolute favorite pitch to throw, and why, why, (laughs)
1: uh mine's a slider i i love my slider um it's my favorite pitch because um i feel like i can throw it at any count and i have a confidence at any count with it um whether i'm you know ahead of batters or behind batters i feel like it's a really effective pitch for me um i get some ugly swings on it so that that always feels good um But yeah, I think just throwing the slider, it just it something about it just feels really natural for me. It's just I can feel like I'm throwing my fastball and just I really don't even have, I feel like I don't have to think about anything when I'm throwing it. If that makes sense, I just kind of just grab grab the grip and I just let it rip, you know. So yeah. um, and that that's that that feels good. So
0: So being drafted by the Texas Rangers out of Davenport College, a D2 school compared to Mm -hmm. these, you see a lot of D1s, you Mm -hmm. you know. um, Can you talk about how emotional that was to get that call? Yeah. By the Texas Rangers organization.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was, it was a a really good feeling. Um, The draft days when they, when they, they feel like they drag on forever. Um, I remember the first one, I really wasn't thinking too much about it with the Tigers because I think I was just working at the time and my phone was like, I had no service, and then all of a sudden, you know, I got we got into an area where I had cell service, and it was like, I was like, oh my goodness, what is going on, you know? I was, like, looking at my phone, and then all of a sudden, I, like, listened to a voicemail, and it was, like, uh, it was from the guy that drafted me. I think his name was Tom Sawowski, I think he's, was his last name. It's kind of hard last name to say. And um, he was like, hey, we just drafted you, you know, and uh, we just want to call and congratulate you. And I was just like, holy cow, you know, and I, you know, you just kind of, it's just one of those moments that it's just like everything you worked for was like dream come true, you know, to that point. Um, and then, um, you know, you go to college and I had some bumps in the road there when I went to CMU and then I got right my sophomore year and had a decent junior year and, you know, you just kinda leave that stuff into God's hands, you know, you have no control over that, um, when it comes to draft day. So uh yeah, you just they get long because you're like listening to it and it's like they're just going through names and day three it's just quick, you know, they're just ripping names off the board and you're like, Man and then it was like the seventeenth round, I'm like, Man, I'm gonna go after what I went in high school but um and then it was like one <laughs> round later, so but yeah, it's just it's a great feeling when your names get gets called. I, I I really don't know how to explain it. It's just, you know, you're, you're just, it's just flooded, like a ton of emotions all of a sudden just hit your body. And it's just like, man, like all that hard work paid off, you know, and then, but then your mind switches the other way, right? Like, like it's, it's awesome. But then it's like, okay, it's time to get to work and, and climb another ladder, ladder and and reach another goal, you know? So, um, yeah, that's just what I've been doing since, since 2018. So that's awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks.
2: Um, so what ballpark like when you because I I firmly believe you're gonna be in the show at some <laughs> point in the future, what ballpark do you dream of pitching in outside yeah. of you know, like what's the one that you want to be want to pitch in for sure?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um definitely one that I definitely dream in is Obviously, Comerica Park, I know I keep talking about them, but that's just, you know, you grow up and you watch, I watch them so much and I've been there and it's just, I don't know, something about that place It just, it would just like, in that moment, if I was to pitch in Comerica Park, you know, in in a Rangers uniform, I think that would be, that'd be an awesome, awesome feeling, you know, Um, but honestly, any of them, I think, I think, um, just pitching in at any of the big league stadiums, that was always a dream of mine is to try to hit every stadium, you know, all all 30 or whatever. I think there's going to be 31 now because the A's are moving to, to Vegas now. But, um, yeah, you know, I think just – dream, I dream about all of them, you know, really. Um, and something about, you know, if you're a baseball fan, some, sometimes thinking about pitching in pinstripes in the Yankees, you know, even though a lot of people aren't. There's so many Yankees fans, but something, something, something about the, something about the pinstripes, you know. There's a lot of history there, so uh, just being a baseball fan, it's kind of that would be kind of cool too, you know. I'm a, I mean, not gonna lie, I'm a little bit of a
2: Red Sox fan, so if
1: <laughs> I, I, I oh, know. Fenway, Fenway's amazing. I've yeah. been there, I've been there once. It's it's amazing.
0: My favorite stadium. I I, I love or the Cubs.
1: The Chicago Cubs. Yeah, I was I'm gonna say yeah, the Cubs. I was at.
0: I got the chance to sit. In a seat next to where um, the announcer sat, you know, and yeah. that stage is pretty. It's old and it's weird because the the surroundings I wouldn't have expected what the surroundings, you know, were. Yeah, and that just, that that stadium was just a monument oh, in itself. That you know?
1: would be that would be really cool too.
0: I, I got to go in the locker rooms, etc. Sit in a the spot there Michael Jordan sat in when he played with the Chicago White Sox and visited yep. that stage So it's pretty cool. Yeah, so from the college game to, to the professional organization in the minor leagues, what mm-hmm. are some things that you've seen in your game that you had to level up or continue to level up?
1: Yeah, I think, um, some things you know at the college level that I really wasn't exposed to, um, was like pitch design and uh pitch, pitching analytics and stuff like that. Um, as to what I've learned now, I think, um you know, just learning stuff about like pitch access and the way the ball spins and how it can create different movement, stuff like that. You know, you just kind of like, you don't even think about, I didn't think about that stuff growing up. I just kind of just messed with grips, you know, and always was interested in that stuff. But, um, you know, at the professional level, you actually get the data behind it. Like everything's recorded, right? Like we have slow motion capturing video. We have you know track my track man on every bullpen um you know every, every outing you got a huge spreadsheet of things that um some of them i don't even really understand what they mean um but you know they give it to us um so i think just being exposed to that and learning about that stuff is uh something that i've definitely had to adjust to and um you know, I had to tweak some pitches, change some grips to find something, you know, that, that grades out as a better pitch than, than what I thought was a good pitch, you know, at the time. So, um, yeah, and then just trying to find that right consistency um, on all your pitches, right? Um, so, rather than just throwing it, like, you got to try to find that arm slot or that, that spin that is, like, the correct spin in terms. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: Now I'm looking at your stats. You appeared in 40 games last year, 10 and one. That's a great record. Uh, Notice you pitched 62 and a third inning with 78 strikeouts. That's to me that I'm looking at mm-hmm. you. I'm looking at your stats and I'm breaking them down because I do play fantasy baseball. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I want this guy on my, on my team. Yeah. And the one, the one. The most overrated, un, uh, actually, I'm sorry, under underrated and underappreciated is your 1.11 whip. Yeah. to me, that's amazing. Yeah, you look at your stats this year; just that in and of itself is this like? How do you feel you you played this the past season? Uh, do you think this might be your, the the best you played? Is yeah,
1: like... yeah, it's definitely been the best I've played uh, as far as professional ball has gone. Um, I had. Um, I mean, double-A, I, I rocked it in double-A. AA. And triple-A, um, I had like two. If you look at my triple-A stats, I had about two to three outings that kind of hurt me. One one hurt me really bad. I didn't walk anyone, but I gave up seven hits and seven runs, I think it was. Um, so, you know, that kind of inflated my numbers. Um, but all in all, like, I really felt really confident and this year throwing the ball up. Felt in control every time I was out on the mound, you know. Besides a couple outings, which you are gonna have those, um, but yeah, I felt really good, um, and I, I was happy with you know. If I had a bad outing, I was I was able to bounce back and, and put up a good one. So um, yeah, I was just happy, you know. I strung a couple good months together throughout the year, um, won a couple awards um, through the organization, but yeah, I was I was happy with it. It was definitely by far the best year I've had professionally. So.
0: Awesome. so i read this little piece about you it says grant wolf Wolfram ram leapt out of the dugout and sprinted toward the field the frisco rough riders claimed the texas league championship in extra innings <laughs> and emotions came flying can you talk about that experience of yeah. winning a championship whether it's in the big leagues or in the minor league it's got to be pretty cool
1: oh yeah that's yeah, a cool one it's definitely a great experience that's what you play for right like you you play to, to win championships and for that feeling to win you know um Yeah, I think uh, that feeling—that feeling, like I said—is it's hard to explain. It's just—it's a very satisfying feeling. It's a good feeling. Um, You know, you just go back to all the all the days, especially in the minor leagues and pro ball. You play a ton of games. You know, it's every day besides Monday in the minor leagues, and then the big leagues. You know, you play like eighteen games straight with no off days. Sometimes, you know, or more. I, I I don't know their exact schedule, but you know, you you're grinding for the all those games um and you know that's that's the ultimate goal is winning a championship um and, and being number one right so um yeah it's just this is a great feeling to to do that and that team we we had there just a ton of really good really good guys you know so it's fun it's fun to build relationships and build friendships and um and win things like that you you won't, those are like memories that last for a lifetime you know yeah absolutely so we, uh, I,
2: I, I uh, asked you the fantasy questions, and uh who's the one batter that you want to stand on the mound and look down at home plate and be like, "I want to strike this guy out before the end of my career." Like, this is the guy I want.
1: Ooh, I think I think facing Mike Trout would be cool, and to strike him out, you know, I think that would be or Otani, either one of those guys. I think you know they're like the face of baseball and they're like, you know, the next, you know, they're going to be hall of famers and all that. So I think, you know, having a strikeout uh, against those guys, that would, that would feel, that'd feel good. You know, that'd be cool to, to kind of have under my belt. So I'd say, I would say for sure, those two guys, maybe Aaron judge also.
0: So. You think you could take us as I can't want well pitcher's last name, your the MVP Seager? Think, think he, Seager. yeah, you think I you would, la- take him I would out?
1: like to I would like to think that I could get him out. I would like to think since, <laughs> since he's a lefty, I would think I'd have a better chance against him, but he put on a show. I mean I, yeah he, de- he deserved what he got, so yeah, yeah, he rates. He's he's the crazy. First, uh he's first so player good.
2: ever to win a uh MVP award
0: from both uh
1: yeah yeah Yeah. it's pretty awesome
0: what how important is brotherhood and baseball
1: Uh uh, for you guys yeah i think you know in any any team i think it's uh it's pretty important um you know just builds a good team chemistry it just kind of you know when you when you're connected like that and everyone's on the same path and has the same goals right like when when you're going through a cold spell or a losing streak, then um, you got to be able to pick each other up and then and and turn the ship around, you know, and, and get get back to winning. Um, and it's contagious, you know. Winning's contagious, and um, when you when you're when you're playing well, you know, or if you see a guy playing that's struggling, you know, being able to pick him up and um, and encourage him and um, you know help him in any way that you, you know, that you could help them or, you know, whether if you know them and just leaving them alone is the best option too, you know, but, um, just being able to, to build relationships and, uh, communicate with each other. And, um, yeah, you know, that's, that's, what's, that's what it's all about. Right. So. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Do you, uh, growing up, uh, like I said, I coached little league and everything. Um, did you have a coach uh, at any level that helped you out the most and you look for inspiration to to, still to this day from that person and some of the talks you might've had and like, maybe what were the talks about?
1: Yeah. um, My, my high school coach, he always uh, talks to me, you know, and lets me know what my stats are and how I'm doing. Um, So he's been, he's been, big too with that um but dave cassetto actually is uh he was my dad's j i think jv baseball coach when he was at allegan and he played he played at western and then was drafted by the tigers and played in the tigers minor league system and he's the one that you know trained me since i was in fourth or fifth grade is when it started um so just you know looking for him for advice and uh you know just talking baseball just talking life uh stuff like that you know Dave's been Dave's been awesome with with me and um I would definitely would not be here if I uh did not work with if I didn't have the chance to work with him you know so but yeah
0: So in your career uh you've had some ups and downs um so yep. can you touch on can you get like pinpoint one of your best moments one of your worst moments and how did you get through that worst moment
1: yeah um so i'd say you know the worst moment was probably my freshman year in college <laughs> um as far as like the baseball goes and performance wise goes um i just think you know i just it was all new to me all new experience um you know i was kind of in a i guess you know that like I met some friends, but I also was, like, struggling with guys on the team and how they were treating me. But um, I definitely grew from it, and uh, I learned a ton about myself in that situation and, you know, what to do and what not to do and and how to respect people and how not to respect people Um, and how to be a leader and how not to be a leader. Um, And I just think, you know, through those times, um, you really just got to lean on people that, that love and care for you. And uh, that you can just talk to, and um, you know, have the same goals in mind that you do, right? Um, I think that's important. You know, surround your surround yourself with, you know, a good core group of. I always say like four to five, you know, yeah. super solid people in, in a cir- like in your circle, that's going to push you to to what you want. And if you guys all have the same same common goal, right? Like, you should just all be pushing each other to get better yourselves in the sport and outside the sport. Um, and that was something I learned through the hard time. I think I, you know, maybe didn't surround myself with the best. Um, I try to, but I could have did a better job, and I could have did a better job of, like, you know, supporting others as well, too. So, um, but the 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 good times are, like, the my best time. Man, it was – I would say it was probably, like – my senior year of high school. I just felt like everything kinda went right that year as far as every sport I played and baseball, you know, and then the first time getting drafted. I think uh everything kinda just just gelled together like perfectly. Like it it couldn't I couldn't have had a better year in in every single sport. Um and then I would say probably, you know, my sophomore and junior year at Davenport and then this year was was a good year too with uh, the Rangers. So yeah, in last I would say for the past about year and a half to two years, it's been it's been good for me as far as performance wise. So
0: now you're near Dar- Dallas Fort Worth, right?
1: Yep. Yep. So one one
2: more for me. Uh mm-hmm. and uh so you mentioned this is just kind of a odd question. Uh mm-hmm. I'm full of them today. Anyway, uh <laughs> So you said you were like when you were in high school and you get drafted like yep. the 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 whole process you, you were you were still in school at that point correct like yeah how was it like you walking back into
1: high school oh well and... no yeah I was I just graduated so okay. we in the summer yep but I just got done so
2: so you're you're around town and like you see all your friends and <sighs> and they're all like like how was that like
1: it's a yeah i don't know i I didn't really think about it that much um i had just i had like a couple really good close friends with that i always hung out with in high school um so we would just kind of talk about it a little bit but we didn't they didn't really we didn't really like i don't know you know it was more like parents and and family and, and stuff like that always saying congrats you know or asking how it's going um with all that in the process. But, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a, it's definitely a good feeling like walking around and it's like, Oh yeah, you know, dra-, you know, um, it's like you get drafted and, uh, yeah, it's just a good feeling. Um, but yeah, I think the, the one, there was one funny time I had, um, I was in, I was taking this guitar class in my senior year, um, just as like a, you know, like an alternative class, like an extra class that I had to take. Um, and i was in guitar class and then the athletic director came down to my class was like hey grant um the guy with the blue jays called my office and's on the phone and wants to talk to you and i was like really and he's like (laughs) yeah and i was like all right (laughs) So i remember that and i just talked to him and he was just, I think he asked, you know, if I played basketball or something and if I have a game, if you want to come watch a game or something like that. So it, it was, that That was pretty funny. And then I remember, um, cause I, our, my varsity baseball coach was, uh, my geometry teacher in, uh, 10th grade. And, um, he would just say, you know, he would tell me, he's like, Oh, the Red Sox emailed me or, Oh, this team emailed me today. So that, that was pretty cool. That's a cool feeling.
0: So, do you prefer to be a starter or a relief pitcher? <laughs> and if so, what, what, how do you, how do you prepare mentally for each of those? Is, is it different?
1: Yeah. Um, man, if you would have asked me this like last year, I probably would have said starter. Um, my whole life, I've just, I've always enjoyed starting. That's what I've done. Um, but I've had, a lot of success as a reliever too, um, this year than, you know, the second half of last year. Um, yeah, it's totally different. I feel like, uh, as you prepare, some people say it's not, but I think, I think they're lying when they say that. Um, I feel like there's a little bit more, um, pent up like anxiety with the start because, you know, you know, the day you're going to start, right? So, you got four or five days to prepare for that start. And I feel like the anxiety and everything, you kind of start to build up, build up, build up. And then it's start day, right? It's like, it's time to go. And, you know, you got that one time to get out there and you want to throw well, right? Otherwise you got another five days that you got to sit on a bad start. Um, and you got to think about that versus as a reliever, you know, you don't know when your name's going to be called. You just have to be ready every single day. Um, you know you could go back to back you could be out there one night closing a game and then you know throwing two innings the next day or wh- or whatever it might be right so um as far as like mentally preparing i feel like um i just kind of got into a good little routine that i stuck with every day um and then the days that i had a good feeling that i was going to throw you know i just would stretch get get loose throw some plyo balls and Um, pop some pre-workout and then get get me jacked up and ready to go and I'd I'd run out on the field so um, yeah all right
0: I have one last question I have to ask
1: it it's two
0: parts a were you in the stadium when they won when the Texas Rangers won the championship and do you get a ring
1: (laughs) I don't get a ring and no I was not I tried to get tickets but Staff members like coaches, trainers, front office, they were all they all had the tickets first. So, right, yep. Okay. Well, someday
0: you'll get that ring, I'm sure.
1: Someday, yeah, exactly. I want to, oh, I want right. to be in the, I want to be in that stadium when I'm on the team. So, awesome. So, um,
0: we're going to segue, if it's all right with you, um, Grant, we're going yeah. to segue to making our NCAA picks for tomorrow.
1: All right. Am I allowed to pick? Am I, yeah, absolutely. It? Yeah, yeah, all right. Sweet. So, good.
2: It'll give you practice for when you're on college game day in a few years. All right. All right. So, we're going to start off with the 730 Washington versus Oregon State game. Oregon State is favored by one.
1: Wait, Washington at Oregon State?
2: Yeah, and Oregon State's actually uh, one-point favorites in that.
1: That's crazy to me. 8-2 Washington. I'm ahead. taking Washington. Yeah, I gotta take Washington. Is Pe- Penix is healthy, right? Yeah, he should be. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm taking him.
2: That that kid's just nasty.
1: Yeah, they're they're I, good. They're a good team.
2: I think Washington wins by fourteen. Myself, I, I that's I what
1: I feel like too. I feel like they one playing? point favorite.
2: Oregon State on the road.
1: Yeah, yeah, I gotta go Washington. Yeah, I
0: will agree with you guys this time.
2: <laughs> Uh, another 7 o'clock game, we got Kansas State, 7-3, and 3, traveling to uh, Kansas. Uh, KSU is a 10-point favorite in that.
1: Hmm. Really? Yeah. I don't really know much about Kansas State. Um, I'm going to go the underdog, though. I'm going to take Kansas, then. I'll take K-State.
2: You know, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go with our guest this week. I, I think I'm gonna go Kansas with oh. the upset. Oh right. yeah. Um we got um no one cares about that team from Columbus. We'll skip by that one. Um
1: <laughs> Will they play M- Minnesota, yeah. Okay, yeah
2: PJ yeah. Fleck, they're gonna get blown out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh we'll go Clemson, an unranked Clemson host, North Carolina. Um six and four, Clemson and North Carolina's eight and two. Clemson is seven point favorites in that game.
1: Ooh, and it's at North Carolina? It's in Clemson. Oh, it's in Clemson? Death Valley. You know what? Everyone's talking. Drake May, Drake May, top top quarterback, all this. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride that train. I think he's gotta he's gotta have a good game here. Um and I think he's gonna he's gonna beat beat Clemson on the road. I think he's got what it takes.
0: The only thing Clemson got good going this year is how they enter the field. So I take uh, I take their competitor um, on the road to beat Clemson. Yeah, that's a
2: that's a clean sweep. That's a clean sweep. Clemson's got no shot.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I do like how they come on the field. I mean, but, running yeah, down that hill that's, that, sick. that's that's sick. So, but other than that, now nah. we have.
2: Uh, Rutgers traveling to Happy Valley. Uh, Penn State's favored uh, by 20 and a half. Uh, Who do we got?
1: Yeah, I got to go Penn State. I've actually watched that Rutgers team play a little bit this year, and they actually aren't that bad. They're they're pretty solid. They're sneaky. Uh, I just don't think they'll last four quarters against Penn State. I think they'll wear them down. Um, So I got Penn State. I want to
2: I want to see Rutgers beat them. I I want to but at the same time I also want to see uh see Penn State absolutely dominate them that makes it, that makes Michigan look that much better. So mm. but yeah, I think Penn State at home, it's a uh it's a 12 it's a noon start. So yeah, Penn State wins.
0: Penn State's pissed. After they got beat by Michigan. So and they're
2: Michigan gonna cover did, that. Michigan didn't have to throw a single pass in the second half to beat them.
0: They're, <laughs> they're, gonna, co- they're, gonna, they're gonna cover that. Penn P- State will win. My dad says Awasso over Lansing Eastern. Let's go, Awasso. Big O. Is that uh is that the state semifinals? Yeah, is that state semifinals, Dad?
2: That's gotta be. Shout out to my Inland Lakes Bulldogs, by the way. They play for a state championship in eight-man football tomorrow up in the Uper Dome, up in Marquette. Oh, yeah. And they're trying for their first ever state championship. So let's go Bulldogs. Nice. Uh, going from that Bulldog to the next Bulldog, we got Georgia traveling to, uh, to Tennessee to take on the Vols. Uh, Georgia is only a 10-point favorite in that.
1: I'm hammering Georgia. Georgia all the way.
2: <laughs> I mean, I gotta ride I gotta ride the Georgia train too. That that team
1: yeah. is just so good. Yeah, they're 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 gonna crush crush them.
0: They better start strong or they're gonna get beat by Tennessee. You got, guys are sleeping on Tennessee, man. That I mean, I guess they don't have their good they don't have their number one quarterback. So like that's the only way that's the only thing that saved Georgia this year is Tennessee if he wouldn't have got hurt. But I'm gonna go balls just for the shit and giggles.
1: Oh, all right.
0: So um, we got. I, uh, Georgia's got to lose. I mean, <laughs> no,
2: they don't because that keeps that team from Columbus out of the first, the number one seed. So they won't,
0: they won't be there that long, anyways, Matt. So Georgia loses. Let somebody else come in. Ohio State, eh, we'll take care of them in a, next week. So we got a
2: one point differential here. We got Utah traveling to Arizona in a Pac 12 possibly the last time either team plays each other in, in a Pac-12 uh, game. Um, I, Utah traveling to Arizona. Arizona's a one-point favorite in that one.
1: I got I got Utah. I watched Arizona versus Colorado, and I just so – I, I don't know. I feel like Colorado's an all-right football team, but I think Utah's a lot better than Colorado. So, I'm just going based on what I – Last scene from the Arizona team, especially that defense. I just think Utah will will, will outplay them.
2: That'd I'm gonna Utah. actually go with Arizona this time. I'm oh. The Wildcats. oh, man, right. they're at home. Uh, right. I just have a feeling that Arizona's gonna win.
1: Yeah,
0: what do you got, Scotty? Yeah, Utah, all the way. Um, did your granddaddy go to Lansing uh, Eastern?
1: Yeah, my okay, grandpa Jim yeah. went to uh, Lansing Eastern, yep. Oh,
0: there you go. All right, so
2: we have uh, – we got to go Michigan-Maryland because Michigan's 19.5 points favorite on the road in Landover or wherever Maryland University of Maryland is. I mean, if you don't say Michigan, then, I mean, I think it's clear – <laughs> Clear who I'm picking.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Michigan. Um uh, I don't think Tua's brother uh is gonna pull through for the Terps. Um they might they might keep it close for the first half, but um like I just think Michigan's, you know, the front seven on on uh offense and defense. They're just gonna they're just gonna just win at the point of the attack and they'll just eventually just Tire them out, you know. I just don't think Maryland's got the horses up front to stop them. So,
2: so that's the end of the picks for the week. Um, hey, so you, you do, you did
0: play. I didn't, I didn't get my pick. Oh, well, I mean, I mean, Michigan's gonna beat the shit out of those guys <laughs> because, <laughs> because we have nothing to prove to anybody. But the fact that we're the best team in the nation—that's all we got to prove. It's it, Michigan versus everybody at this point. Michigan versus everybody. Even you will be Michigan. able to
1: win without the without the script from the other team.
0: All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I, knew I will that say was coming from a Michigan State fan, <laughs>
1: I will say this. I'm just kidding. I don't even care about. That. I will say this.
0: I don't care either, but. What comes down to it, you'll, you'll you'll agree with this. You know, the Houston Trash Throws uh, stole signs, right? Yeah. Whatever. Michigan was supposed to be scouted and stole signs. It, at the end of the day, if I'm not right, Grant, doesn't the person still have to go on the pitching mound? The person still has to get in the batter's box, and you still got to throw the pitches, and you still got to hit the ball.
1: Yeah, but. It, uh, Same thing in football. You yeah. got to go
0: on the field, got to block, you got to hit, you got to go.
1: My one argument that I would say with that, um, as far as, like, with the Astros stuff, then if you know, like, as far, I mean, I guess in any sport, you know, if you know what's coming, you're going to be able to prepare a little bit better and have a better reaction to it, right? Like, if you know a Aroldis Chapman's throwing an off-speed pitch, right, you're just, you're not even worried about the 101 that could come out of his hand. You know what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. like, yeah. all right, let's yeah. just – it'll be a tick slower so I can adjust. Okay. And then, like, it's, as far as, like, if the – if Michigan had signs, you know, it's like, okay, well, here's a pass play, okay, let's just rush four, you know, and drop people in coverage. And, you know, you still got to cover the guys, but, you know, yeah, at least there's there could be an advantage there. I don't know. I guess. I, guess. I don't know.
0: It's all. Like I said, Michigan against the world. Who cares? <laughs>
1: but side note,
0: your grandpa and my dad played against each other in high school football. So.
1: Oh wow, that's cool. Who won? Who won that? Do they know?
0: Hey dad, uh, did you uh, take care of uh, Grant's grandfather, or did he take care of you guys? And uh, who won that game?
1: Yeah, I got. How was uh, if ask him if uh, my uh, grandpa was pretty good.
0: Yeah. Also, Grant wants to know if his scrap was pretty good.
2: I mean, that was back in the day, of the leather helmets. Yeah, that leather sure. helmets.
0: Come <laughs> on, oh, pops.
1: Who no, won that game? No form tackling. You could just jump on people, probably.
0: No. <laughs> oh, uh, I know he's that, out
2: there. I, I I do have a cool piece of in. Uh, actually, that's the question. Do you have any like? pieces of memorabilia, like, through your, like, sports uh, that you've held
1: on to? I've kept uh, different baseballs and stuff like that. Um, I have some jerseys. Um, I think eventually um, I'll start collecting, like, teammates' bats and stuff or, like, things like that and have people sign some things Um, eventually. I think it would be cooler, you know, once I get to the big leagues to do some of that stuff and collect some of that stuff um right now in the minor leagues there's just you know there's different faces all the time every year it's never the same team so it's kind of hard but um definitely some guys i'll get some stuff from them that i've um became good friends with you know so
0: so i have a question regarding the the uh game of that's not too long that you said that's too long if i'm going to even bother so <laughs> and and, and
2: it's not leather, apparently they didn't, they had actual helmets
0: it's too long ago, you know? So, um, the question is, um, how long is a pitcher in the minors or even a, uh, first second, like, even a, uh, fielder in the minors, how long of not making it to the show is the too long. It's like, Hey, I guess I'm never going to make it to the show
1: or is there not, or is there not a number? I don't know. I don't know if there's a number. I think it probably just depends on you know if if you feel like the organization doesn't value you maybe like but that's hard to that's hard to kind of quantify to you know or kind of to to put it in perspective because sometimes you don't really get those answers right like um they're not just going to tell you like they can't tell you like hey you're going to be a big big leaguer. You know what I mean? Cuz right, they right. they don't know. Like some guys have good seasons and you know, they yeah. just make a call, and that's the guy that gets called up, right? So, um, it's hard. I think um, you know, th- I'm coming up on my last year on my draft contract this coming year, so it'll be my last year under contract, and I'll be a free agent. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens um, after next year and um, all that. So, I'm excited though. It's a, it's a good spot. It's a good spot to be because then I can sign. I can sign. You know, I can re-sign with the Rangers if I – but, um, you know, then if if, if I get – say I get called up next year to the big leagues, then that starts a whole different process from, like, a big league standpoint in the contract with that. So then my, my timeline with that changes also. So, uh,
0: yeah. Well, Grant, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, I'm going to play an extra – excellent thing um so just hang in the lobby don't go anywhere a question i want to ask you i'm sure matt has the same question so um thank you for being on the podcast Mm -hmm. these pop wrestling podcast fans thank you for joining in pops and kim thank you for chiming in cody thank you um again thank you to our guest grant wolfram Mm minor leaguer of the texas regular